It's one thing to become a creator and like create products and brands and all these things to help make you money. It's another thing to create something and then be like, you know what? A great way to market that would be to become a YouTuber. So we're talking with Diana about this journey that she's on and how she's been able to not only help her marriage with thousands of other marriages along the way with her YouTube channel and her super awesome product. Welcome to the Women of YouTube podcast. This podcast is hosted by me, Desiree Martins. Every week, I'm going to be showing up in your earbuds to inspire you on your YouTube journey with killer interviews with women YouTube creators, deep dives into the inner workings of how YouTube works, and discussing all the things about YouTube culture and the impact it is having on our world. This podcast is brought to you in partnership with vidIQ, where they help you maximize your videos to YouTube reach by studying titles, description, tags, and playlists relevant to your subject matter, while also studying your competitors to help you know exactly what you should be doing for your YouTube growth. So if you're a female creator looking to grow your channel, level up your content, and learn from the best women creators on the platform to get you on your way to YouTube success and future-proofing your income, this is the perfect place for you. Let's do this. What's up, ladies? Welcome to the episode of the Women of Video Podcast. I We are getting dangerously, dangerously close to the end of this year. And I know that so many of you are like, no, not yet. I've got too much to do. Or some of you are like, please bring on the not working, the not doing, the not doing all of the things. I'm over here thinking about like the next year. And I'm like, what do I want to do? What do I want to, like, how do I keep my family safe through a potential recession? Like, how do I make sure that, like, the agency's good and the YouTube channel's going to crush it and all the things that are coming up, like, happen? So your girl's obviously a little stressed, a little worried. There's just, there are just some things on your girl's plate. And I'm like, all right, well, like, how am I going to, like, make this work? So I always love to share, like, what's going on in my brain and how things are happening. So conference... The conference, the conference, the conference. We ran into a scheduling snafu, which makes things so unimaginably hard. We actually have to change our date. We have to push our conference up one week because of a scheduling conflict that the, the venue has now. And so we're like, okay, cool. Well, that's not great at all. Like, what if people bought, like, for the people that bought tickets and for the speakers and for the sponsors? So we have to go through a massive amount of poop jumping for this adjustment that we're making. We're also being faced with, like, the interesting thing. It's like, it's the end of the year. And it's like, everyone forgets that, like, there's, light after the tunnel like there's a whole world there's a whole thing there's a whole life that's going to happen after the start of the year happens and people are gonna be like oh crap i gotta buy my tickets to the conference oh crap i gotta figure out how to get to atlanta oh crap i gotta like there's a lot of crapping all over the place about like the start of the year and so our ticket sales are super weird but like we're really excited about like the growth that we've had and the sponsors that we're bringing on it's just going really well and so i'm really pumped about it minus our snafu so if you have not bought your tickets and you did not see the announcement tickets are $500 now. We have had such great response with our sponsors that we are able to sell our tickets at a lower ticket point to help the savings, like pass savings on to you. Because your girl knows this recession's got everyone panicking. I'm panicking. I'm worried. I got things going on. Worrying about money and then crazy price increases stuff. I was buying dog food the other day and our dog food, I have to buy fancy dog food for my dog because she's got like, she's really old and has lots of digestive issues, but we also have other dogs in the house. And if they don't all eat the same food, like they're not going to eat and it's a whole fight situation. So I've had to switch them all to this fancy food. And a bag of this dog food costs like $95 at the store. And I'm like, I paid $65 for the same bag of food a year before. And I was like, not, not in love. And it just sucks. So I understand like purse strings are tight and tick and all of the things. So I want you to know I hear you and I totally understand your struggle. And like, 
that's why I want to give you the savings. And like so much of this conference is focused on money. Like I, I, I built up the agenda. We have 11 sessions all focused on 11 different ways for you to make money. So like this is definitely a worthwhile investment for you to check out so that you can come. You can tune in for free, but you don't get the recordings and stuff. So it's like might be worth just to come. Come, meet me. Let's hang out. Let's do things. Let's, let's all make money together. Let's have a prosperous 2023. Okay. So in addition to this, like what I am doing for my own business. So y'all know I have a YouTube channel that helps people grow with social media marketing. Well, I started this business, this agency, this business mainly, the social media thing in 2010, 2009 at the last recession because your girl could not get a job. But all these grown-ups were like, what's this Facebook thing? And I was like, what are you old people doing in my Facebook world? But here we are. And I've been doing this for 13, heading to 14 years. And there's been so much crazy change. But we have never had the current state of social media and media and YouTubing and social stuff like we do in, in a recession. Like we're seeing ad dollars. I had a con my con one of the contacts I know at YouTube. She's like, sponsorships are just hard for everybody, even these big brands. Like they're just few and far between. And I was like, yo, like how do we preserve? And so this is when I was like tapping into like my old school tried and true ways to build a business. And it's one of those tried and true ways. And I talk about this actually in next week's episode with Jesse over at Women in Influencer Marketing. Um, and we talk about like networking. Like networking is like the jam. And it's, what happened is as we moved, my family and I, we moved last September. Your girl does not have a network in her new city area or state. So I'm considering joining a BNI, which is Business Networking International Group, where you go to like, these meetings every week and you network with people who are in business and like you kind of support each other's business. Like you do business together, you send referrals, you support all of that stuff. Um, and I'm like, I really would like to... I think get back to this and build a network here locally. So like if I need something, if I'm like looking for business, if I want to ask somebody, I have that network for my agency though. So this is where you should really consider what are extra things that you can do that others don't to help you grow your business. Maybe it's going to some local chamber events. Maybe it's finding a couple of events that you can go to this, this year or coming year to network and connect with people in real life. You can come to women, not just women of influencer or women of video conference, but come to VidCon. They have a very affordable community ticket. Uh, you know, if you have a little bit more budget, you can check out and VidCon's in LA and in Baltimore next year. There's two different versions. You could go to VidSummit if you want to really make a big, massive investment. And just finding other conferences and things that you can go to to network and connect with people in person. So I always just like to bring to the table what's going on in my world to share with y'all. Now, in today's episode, I talk with Diana about how she, like why she built this, essentially it's a game. She's gamifying relationships. And it's not like a, here's a box filled with questions about like how to, like about like your life. So like to probe, it's like a gamifying, a fun and interactive way for it's going, when this goes live, today is actually the last day of her Kickstarter. And you can, she's 100% funded, which is exciting. So you go check out her product by I, I bought in because I want to support my fellow creators. It was $25. It wasn't too much. And just like support each other and see what you can do together to see if this is something that you'd be interested in as well. We have the links to everything over on womenavideo.com under the podcast section so you can see this episode. But this is a really fun conversation about relationships and building something and like how she's used YouTube to market it. So without further ado, let's do this. I'm so excited to talk with you today, Diana. I always like to start out with the question, why video? So why video? 
thank you Desiree for having me on today well video mainly because I myself love video and I also believe that through video we can actually um, tell more basically because you know when you write you have to be really careful not to make too long sentences because people get bored easily but then if you talk and if you talk fast as well you can say so much in such a short time and also prove and show more through video uh, I feel that in my soul, the talking fast part, because it's probably my number one criticism on my my YouTube channel. Everyone's always like, slow down. And I always have to go tell people, like, you can slow down my videos, I promise. <laughs> so, so what is it that you create content about? So I create content about relationships because that is my main business around relationships and it is called better topics uh, and it started off as a card game for couples and now we are actually just launched a second card game which is for those who are in dating so again in the relationship niche because this is a big big passion of mine and because I've spent well years in educating myself in relationships so I don't want others to have to go through so much trial and error that I went through so I created these nice tools that they can use and I feel that through video I can actually explain the game better I can um, also help a lot of people with a lot of advice you know um, and things that I went through and mistakes that I've done and that you know they can actually steer clear of <laughs> I love that so what is this game that you're talking about so essentially, it's um, a really fun game. And it's not just fun because I've created it, but it actually <laughs> is fun that has a lot of very interesting questions for couples. Um, some are deeper, some are lighter. And it also has a lot of modifiers in the game. So it's actually a replayable game that you can all um, play it over and over again with your partner. Um, and it can also lead to very deep conversations, which is constructive to have a really good relationship. Is beyond the basic of, um, you know, um, what's your favorite color or, you know, how did you sleep last night? Like, yeah, to some extent they might be important, but they're not um, conclusive to growing one's relationship. So that's why we've created this game um, and basically to help people and give them an exact tool that they can use straight away in um, having more fun with their partner. So tell me about like what was what led to you creating this this card game? Was it something that was just going on in your life or something that, you know, you were noticing people deal with? Like what led to this? Well, it was a big combination of things, actually. It wasn't just one thing that, you know, I just woke up one day and I, I had this idea. Um, it came at a time when I was looking to pivot in my career. I was already a manager in the NHS, which is the National Health System in the UK. And I was very frustrated because once I got to the level that I wanted, um, I realized that I didn't have any creative freedom in, in corporate UK, you know, so that really frustrated me. Um, and then I was looking at my husband who would have like 16, 17 hour call days and literally by the end of it, instead of him being shattered, he was super excited and still passionate and still excited to wake up the next day and continue. You know, so I looked at that and I was like, I want to feel like that every day, you know, when I wake up and I can't wait for Monday morning, like 
because before I was dreading Monday morning, like Sunday evening already, I was starting to tremble. I was starting to have arguments with him out of nowhere, you know, because I was so frustrated that Monday I had to go to work. So I had to pivot. And once we started brainstorming together with my husband, like what is it that I would like to do? Um, relationships was a big passion of mine. So we, we knew something in this realm, but I wasn't exactly sure what, because I didn't really have an interest to be a coach per se, or a, a therapist either. So, you know, in that same time, we were actually getting a lot of card games or so-called card games for couples, which actually ended up frustrating me more because they weren't games that you could play, you know, with your partner. They were just one-off questions printed on a piece of paper, most of them. And the other, the, the other ones that were games, they were mostly drinking games and we don't really drink. So again, I was, uh, you know, left frustrated with so many games at home and we couldn't really play and enjoy any of them. So that was when the idea actually popped into our head. What if we actually create our own and we can actually make it the way we want it? So that was the start of it. <laughs> I have, okay, I have so many questions and we're going to get into like why a YouTube channel to promote your your cards and like your, how you got this product made. I want to tackle the question. This is like Desiree therapy for a minute for all y'all listening. Okay, so one of the things I love to track about is like a way to like, gamify your relationship and have fun i know in my mm -hmm. relationship with my husband it's it's very complex because my husband has ptsd and a lot of different mm. things so one of the things that he has always prided about in our marriage is that we always have something to talk about but lately because we've been going through so much stuff like we don't have as much to talk about and to him the idea of getting help like having to like have prompts or whatever would I think be a mm -hmm. big signifier that there's something wrong in our marriage mm -hmm. when it's not. And I don't think that it is, but I don't know like how I would bring this up to my husband. Like, Hey, I got us this fun game for us to play. that's focused on helping us build a better relationship. And it's kind of one of those ideas. Like he doesn't like the idea of like, um, like he wants spontaneity. He wants like the fun and the datiness that we had in our first couple of years of marriage. We've been together for 13 years, actually, as wow. of this weekend that we're recording this. And so it's just one of those things that's like, it's very difficult. So like for other, uh, for those of us who are in relationships where it would feel kind of like there's something wrong in our marriage or our relationships, if by quote unquote needing a game, like what is that? conversation look like is it something you've dealt with or helped people with like what does that look like so um there are very um there are a few important things in what you've said first of all there is this i general idea that you know the way we are in love and there is that bit of mystery bit of passion bit of excitement bit of newness that we have when we are dating that that should be the relationship like for the next 30 50 years and to some extent, it can be quite close to that, but we just have to accept, accept the reality that it won't be exactly like in the beginning because we do get to know our partner. It's not like it's a different, different person every day. You might get that with someone who has endless personalities, but I don't know if you would actually want that because every day you wake up and you don't know who you're going to get. But um, so there is this um, 
idea and i think and i'm quite certain the more i talk with couples and people i'm more certain of this this idea comes to us mainly because we have no idea what exactly a long term relationship is like why because simply nobody is teaching us this you know i think i personally think that we should learn in school about relationships and communication at least but the thing is when we start dating you know we start dating and we go through things and we say things and we behave in a certain way based on what based on what we see around us based on what we see in movies based on what we see in i don't know um music videos you name it around us like friends maybe family maybe uh, siblings relationships because because we haven't been in one and nobody actually taught us like look this is the standard of an okay relationship we just kind of wing it and you know learn as we go and that yeah. takes us through years and years of dating and experiences some good some bad um but then again we might end up um getting that great relationship even if we don't go through all those years of heartache you know so um first thing would be to actually understand that a relationship will change and evolve as the time goes by now the conversation around the game is actually quite simple you don't have to tell him why are you getting the game because it is a game for couples for example yes so just say honey i've been spontaneous today i got this game for us let's play it and that's it and just leave the game let the game do what it does best and then open up now one um um piece of advice what i would give you is that if your husband is not very comfortable in opening up straight away you can actually take out some of the most difficult questions and put them aside you know and then play with the lighter ones until he gets into the habit of talking more and opening more and once he, you know you get him going and you know once you've played it a few times with the lighter questions you can um one by one add the more difficult ones into the game so there you still keep some of the newness in the game because you keep adding new questions into it and also you know you're easing him in slowly instead of throwing him into the deep end with questions and also what i would say is that the game itself it, although it has some questions it has so many that you can take out some of them and you can still play it nicely so we wouldn't ruin the gamification of it but it also has a lot of fun rewards in it so it will give him something to look forward to in winning this game because the winner of the game gets to choose their own reward that comes with the main deck that's super smart and super fun and i love this look i'm really sorry to interrupt but did you know that youtube is the world's second biggest search engine Maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but that's why every creator truly needs to be using vidIQ to grow their YouTube channel. vidIQ's tech helps you tailor your video ideas to match what people are searching for right now on YouTube. And once you're ready to upload, well, it starts optimizing and getting you all the details that you need to make sure your videos are getting noticed. If you really want to dive in more and get started for free, please head over to thewomenofyoutube.com forward slash vidIQ to get started on this YouTube channel changing tool that is going to make things so much easier for you. All right, let's get back to it. Okay, so now I want to talk about how you made this game. Okay, so you... 
uh, like you said, like you wanted a job that you love that made you happy and fulfilled. And so you decided to dive into what you're great at, which is relationships and helping people thrive and have success in them. So how did you yeah. come up with it? How did you come up with a way to gamify it that makes it something people actually want to do and is fun? And is not just this like prompt card game with questions. Yes. So Basically, once we got the idea of, you know, creating a game of our own, we started, again, brainstorming a lot of ideas. How would it even look? So because it was ours and because we literally started from a clean slate, we could put in it everything that we wanted. So we started thinking about all the board games and card games that we love, love and enjoy. So we have put in a lot of elements, like we have the lock element, which is my specialty when it comes to board games and card games. Like every time there is a card game or a board game that has dice or anything around luck, I will win hands down every time against my husband in the most weird ways. And it's so funny that he doesn't even get upset anymore. And, you know, in the game that is transpired as to depends what type of cards you're dealt after, you know, you shuffle the deck. Um, and then... We have the strategy part, which is my husband's favorite, um, because it depends on what cards you're given um, and how you're playing them, because there is a certain strategy how to play them. So you get rid of them soon, because whoever gets rid of the cards from their hand, the first one, um, that is the winner of that game. So they can choose their reward. And also something that we haven't really found in many games was the rewards. These are, again, a lot of prompts that uh, couples can do either for each other or together, you know, because... I strongly believe that um, a great relationship is built every day, bit by bit. And um, it really matters what you do every day towards your relationship. And it doesn't have to be massive things every day, like, you know, um, the massive holiday or, um, I don't know, a huge bouquet of flowers or whatever. That's not the point. The point is to do something small for your partner most days or every day to show them that, yes, I still thought about you today. Yes, I still care about you today as well. I think that that is so smart. So talk us through the production of this. How, because you, you, you have a physical copy and, a, and an app. So what was the development yes. of those like? Because there might be those with listening that are thinking about creating a physical product or a digital app of some kind. So what was that process like? Well, um, I just want to say this off the bat. Whoever thinks that an app can be just, you know, you sit at the computer for a couple of hours and you make an app, they are mistaken. They are crazy. <laughs> they have no idea what they're talking about. Okay. The app actually lasted so many months and um, it actually required so much, a massive investment as well, money-wise. Um, the physical cards was actually easier than the app, interestingly enough. Um, first, we actually, you know, had to go through all the steps, as in uh, we had to curate all the questions. We had to make sure they are repeatable because this is an important thing that we wanted to make the game be a repeatable, uh, repeatable game so you can actually play it over and over again. Um, and, you know, once we had all the elements of the cards, then we needed the designs for it and the logo as well and the colors and the branding and all of that. And um, only then we actually... Uh, put up a landing page because the first game we have actually launched it through a Kickstarter campaign because we literally didn't have too much money to invest in in this and I'm sure many women that are watching and if they have businesses they know that any product you don't just take it off the shelf and 
sell it and it just like flies off the shelves. First of all, you have to create it. And when you create it, you do have to have some cash behind you because everything costs money, basically. Even the designs yeah. cost money and everything. Nobody is working for free unless they're family. <laughs> But that's it. Even they are expected to be paid at some point. So um, because, you know, we um, when we started the idea, we weren't like prepared to actually start a business or anything like that. It just came to us and we just like started working on it as, you know, um, you do. And um, so it, it did take us quite a bit of while to get the game together. And then we started, once we had everything, we started with a Kickstarter campaign in June 2022. And um, uh, that lasted for about a month. And we have actually reached our then goal, which was about 10,000 pounds. Um, British pounds and then with that money we actually could fund the first few thousand games okay all right so how did you launch this like what was the plan to like release it into the wild so we have launched it through a kickstarter campaign as I said the um, downside to that at that point was that we had no idea how a Kickstarter campaign works. We thought, like most people, that you just put the product up there, you just make a pretty landing page, and people will flock towards it. They haven't. Uh, basically, okay. you still have to do all the marketing. So um, one thing that many marketing people say is that at least a third of your budget should be towards marketing, and they're not joking, because most people that create a product, and I, I literally am at fault at this because I did the same. I invested everything I had into creating the product. And I said, now I have this amazing product. The quality is great and everything is nice about it. And I'll just like hold it up here and people will come to it. But there are so many products out there, especially online. Nobody came to it unless I actually invested in marketing too. So the Kickstarter campaign was literally... Um, a hell of a month <laughs> to say the least we were working around the clock with my husband just around this just to get people to go on kickstarter many of them didn't know what it is how it works they they weren't very um, confident into putting their bank details in it also on kickstarter there is a, a big massive sign saying they don't guarantee the product so that also scared people so you know it there were many elements to it that we didn't know we had to prepare before launching um, and interestingly enough, you would think that we've learned our lessons properly. This year, we have launched another game again via Kickstarter because, you know, you try it the second time as well. Maybe <laughs> second time will be lucky. Um, and although this year we actually did a lot of work be beforehand, you know, to prepare to get the emails from interested people and all of these type of things, um, we have still barely reached the, the goal that we had. But did you meet it? You got it, though? Uh, we are, uh, as we are recording this now, we are one week out, and we are at literally 97%. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll have to make sure that we put the link to where people can go check out this Kickstarter in our show notes so that you guys can go check that out. And Because this will be live on Wednesday, and I think it will give you a couple days mm -hmm. uh, left with the campaign. It's actually okay. one day, I think. until On the 8th of December, it will stop. Okay, got it. We'll remember to go go check that out. Okay, so now I want to ask a question about the YouTube channel. Okay, so you've created this product. Yes. 
you help solve this problem. You're mm-hmm. doing great. You've done so good. You've launched mm-hmm. this twice. Tell us about the decision to start a YouTube channel as a way to, I guess, sort of sell sell the card game. So, um, first, first of all, I obviously I've started being on every social platform, and what most people will tell you who are on all the social platforms is that just start with one and do that well, because it's very easy to get overwhelmed very fast. I mean, I started everything at the same time and I said, oh, I've got this, like I can do this. But doing social media and running a business and taking care of production of a product, it's it's like three full-time jobs in itself. So obviously I couldn't do all of them. Um, so I focused more on YouTube, mainly because I personally was mostly on YouTube. Like whatever I want to learn or find out how to do, I'm going to YouTube. Every time when I was, um, you know, still dating and trying to find out more and more um, advice about dating, how to do it better, how to be a good partner and all of this, I was going to YouTube more. Um, at that time, also, TikTok wasn't as a big of a thing. And even now, I, I try to stay away from it because for me personally, it's a rabbit hole. And if I go on it, I'll be there for like hooked for like four or five hours. <laughs> okay. So that's why I think that um, YouTube is slightly better because although it's video on TikTok as well, in YouTube, you actually have time. You know, whoever clicks on your video, they expect it to be longer as well. They don't expect to have that wow moment in 30 seconds. You know, you're uh, more relaxed and you can talk more about a certain topic so you can explain it in more depth so more people can understand it. Um, also, uh, YouTube came to me, I would I would like to say naturally because I am a talker, but it wasn't at the beginning, you know, because there's one thing in talking to people like when you're on a podcast or an interview or with your friends. And it's another thing when you talk at a camera and you don't know who's watching it, if ever, if anyone will watch it. Um, and, you know, the, my first videos, I mean, they are quite funny. Even now, if I look back at them, I cringe because I was so stiff and so... Um, anxious you know about the video how it will turn out and all of this and the thing is the more you do it the more comfortable you become in listening to your recorded voice to see yourself and then you um, even search maybe for better angles if you want you know so uh, the more you do it and the more experience you have at it it gets better Uh, but also one of my good friends when I was uh, chatting with her because I didn't know should I focus on the blog because we have quite a big uh, a massive amount of people people that come to our blog should I just focus on that or video I wasn't sure and my friend just said something like oh you're so much more delicious when you talk and she was like I think video for you would be a lot better because um, apparently I have I do a lot of facial expressions as well when I talk and it's just I don't know puts people to uh, more at ease um, and it kind of conveys more of the ideas I want to say I love that for you I was, I found your Kickstarter, so I'm pulling it up to look at it. And I totally, I totally pledged. Um, cause this sounds like a really fun. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Support our fellow living Thank creators. You. Right. Yeah. Make I, and sell your merch with Spreadshop. Always free. Always awesome. Why are we so awesome? You might ask simply sign up, upload your designs, lay out your products and shop, and we'll print and ship your order on demand anywhere in the world. We back our service with a 1000% satisfaction guarantee. You can make and sell shirts, hoodies, hats, mugs, totes, 
and even stickers. Get started today at Spreadshop.com. Always free and always awesome. I love how you're doing this. So how are you able, so what is it your strategy? What content are you creating that encourages people to like ultimately like buy your product? Because this seems like a product sort of first YouTube channel, which I'm totally here for. Like I'm a money first creator too. Like I want to create stuff to meet my ultimate objective, which is sales. So how are you creating content in that kind of a way? Well, I like the idea of selling without selling directly, you know, mm. because especially in this day and age when everyone and their grandmother is selling something, I don't want to be um, like a telesalesperson type, you know, that you see in the TV that they keep showing you that thing and buy this and, you know, they turn it all around and like making you buy it and like putting it in your face. I don't like that. Also, my mom has been in sales all her life and it... Um, I've seen her do sales in a way that people would be happy to buy from her, you know, and that is one thing that I wanted to always learn how to actually sell without people feeling like you're pushing your product onto them, you know, but yeah. instead showing them the product as well and saying, look, guys, I am here to teach you or I am here to give you advice around stuff that I didn't know. Maybe you don't know as well, you know. Let's find out together. And by the way, if you're interested, we have this too. You know, it kind of goes hand in hand. It also helps you with whatever we talk to. If you have issues in your relationship, feel free to try it out because at the end of the day, it's a game and it's fun. And also, I personally really love the idea of education through games. And this is how I always learned best throughout my life. Whenever I was even uh, doing like management training, the ones that came through game were the best courses ever. Um, so. So, you know, that's why we focused on creating a game. And also being it a game, the approach can be quite friendly and open. And it's not as, let's say, stiff and too corporate. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, there's just so much good stuff. So what advice do you have for our ladies about creating content and getting started and growing and all of all of this stuff. Like if someone was to come to you and say, I want to do something like you do, what advice do you have for them? Um, few things to keep in mind is that um, because most video creating trainers slash coaches tell you to look at the ones that you like and try to do similar but different mm -hmm. in your own voice, which makes sense. This advice makes sense to a certain extent. However, try not to compare yourself too much with them because many of those people that you like and the videos that you like, they have entire teams behind them. So if you're just one person the way I am right now, try to understand that although you like this video so much, like for example, I really like Marie Forleo. I don't know if you know who she is. I love that woman mm -hmm. and I love all the videos she's doing, but I do realize that she has a full team. Like she has a makeup person, she has wardrobe person, she has lighting, she has camera person. Like she has an entire team that works together to bringing alive basically each episode. Whereas me on the other hand, I'm one person, I have to take care of lighting, I have to take care of the video script, and then the publishing afterwards as well. And all of this takes time and all of it can seem overwhelming very quickly because there are so many things to do. So my biggest advice is that um, when you compare yourself with others, keep in mind that they might actually have a full team behind them. 
Second of all is that because most people are online now, you don't have to make it too polished, which is great. You know, for example, now for this interview, I can just sit here in front of my mother-in-law uh, mini forest, indoor forest. And it's fine because it does give me quite a nice background and we can still have this chat very nicely, you know. So even if I would do a video, it would be still okay because, you know, it's a bit more informal and friendly. So don't don't be too caught up into these details because although they might uh, count to a certain extent, as in, you know, for yourself to be visible maybe or whatever you want to show, um, what is more important is the message that you want to convey. You know, and you can do that either in a super polished studio if you want, but you can also do it in a corner in, in your house if you want to. So, um, you know, when you're comparing yourself again with others, um, there might come a point where, OK, if you've passed the idea that, yes, maybe their video is so nice because they have a team and then you're alone and you're OK uh, with your videos not being as polished, especially in the beginning until you can gather your own team. Um, it doesn't even have to be because this is you starting off. And you mm. just, you know, as you do it more and more, you do get better at it. Um, but it will take a bit of time. And don't ex don't uh, expect overnight success. It might happen. You might go viral after three videos. That can happen. Yes. But it hasn't happened for me. Um, and I know very, very few people that it happened to. And normally, even those people, they have kind of invested money into uh, marketing that video too. So... Again, I'm not saying all of them do, but, you know, just so um, ladies that are listening to us, they don't get uh, uh, discouraged if their videos don't go viral after like three tries. Yeah, it is really easy to fall into the trap that like, well, they can do it at this level or like, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes of any brand. Like even me, since day one of my YouTube channel, I've had an editor and I've always been very honest about that. And I had already had a social media team and I already knew all this stuff going into it. So many, like I've built my business. I've built my business around like helping people who just don't understand what the heck they are doing. And so yeah. like there's so much that goes into things at this point, like success comes like success, like there's success and then there's the plateau. And if like you want to get to that next plane, that's when you have to start adding in those teams to help make things easy for you, whether it's editing, whether it's thumbnail creation, whether it's yes. managing, yes. whether it's finding new sponsorships, all that stuff. Like it just becomes this whole thing that you have to just like do so that you can have success. So I could not agree with you more. Do not measure your day one to someone's day 500 because it's not the same. <laughs> exactly. At all. Yes. I, I was that. actually okay. uh, watching. Sorry. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was just watching what? some uh, YouTube creators and some of them have, you know, million followers. But then even they were saying that, you know, when they started off for the first four or five years, everything was flat, you know, like nothing. Nobody was coming, maybe one or two uh, viewers and that's it. And then it started taking off slowly, slowly. Now, I'm not saying that in this day and age, you have to wait for five years for it to happen to you. But um it just puts everything into perspective because during those four or five years, these creators have learned so much already. So by the time they actually went viral, they had all this knowledge and maybe as yourself already had the team. So um, we all have our own journeys and we can, you know, get inspiration from others, but let's not um, get too discouraged if our results are not the same as others had. 
Yes, totally. So where can people follow you on YouTube and where can they check out your card game? So they can follow me at bettertopics.com on all socials. We are at bettertopics. And um, if they want to find out more about the Better Topics card game for couples and the one uh, for dating, uh, they can find more details at bettertopics.com. I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for your advice, for your help, for all the awesome things that you are doing. You, Diana, and everyone listening are possibly amazing. Until next week, peace. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Women of YouTube podcast. We would love to know what you thought about this latest episode. So make sure to tag us with hashtag Women of YouTube with your thoughts.